Good evening. All right, so today I'm going to be getting a little insight from Kyrie's Corner. Kyrie's Corner. All right. So, coming from the idea of um, the devil's desire. So, we as Christians, essentially we got the fiery darts of hell pointed directly at our lives each and every day. We walk this earth, right? Each and every day we wake up and say, good morning. That's the day that the fiery darts of hell are aimed at us. And if you don't believe that you're under attack as a Christian, just continue to say good morning because it's just a matter of time. But our... uh, the idea is coming from the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse number 34, correction, 31 and 32. Luke 22, 31 and 32. And it reads, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should fail not. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So coming from the idea of the devil's desire, the devil knows each and every one of our names by name, right? Simon, Simon, the devil has desired to sift you as weak. So that makes this attack on our lives a personal attack, right? It's, it's, a, it's a personal attack. And when we get in this battle of spiritual warfare, we have a tendency to try to fight it with physical means, right? We have a tendency to try to respond in the flesh when the attack is in the spirit. But if we continue to respond in the flesh if the attack is in the spirit, we're gonna lose each and every time. So we must combat spiritual attacks with spiritual warfare. So the devil, he desires to sift us as wheat. He desires to separate us from that shaft, you know, separate us from the true vine, which is Jesus Christ. And it is written that the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It's just a matter of time before you realize that this is a personal attack on your life. Simon, Simon, the devil has desired to sift you as wheat. Insert your name there, Kyrie, Kyrie, the devil have desired to sift you as wheat. It is his job to come and kill, steal, and destroy. You know, he's come to steal your joy, to come to kill your soul, the second death. And he's come to uh, destroy any hope you may have in Jesus Christ. But the thing is, he's been on his job since the beginning of time, you know. Here we have a, a limited time on earth, but he has been on his job since the beginning of time. He does not take a day off. You know, and if we continue to respond in the flesh with these spiritual attacks, like I said before, we're going to lose each and every time. And the way that he gets us, he tempts us by our own lustful desires. And if the devil isn't bothering you, it could be because he already has you, you know. But the thing is, there is hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ. You know, Uh, Philippians 4.13 tells us what? That we can do all things. In Christ who strengthens us but how do we uh, protect ourselves or defend ourselves from this spiritual attack or this spiritual warfare well just as the Romans 
crafted elaborate pieces of armor for their soldiers in battle to protect every inch of their body. The word of God, they have crafted uh, spiritual armor for us to wear as Christ, uh, Christians. Uh, believers in Christ need to take up these individual pieces of armor crafted by God to protect ourselves against the devils and his schemes. So if we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And it reads, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, which you will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Verse number 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So taking that, we have these spiritual attacks to be expected as Christians, right? But we're not living a life as a punching bag, so to speak, where you have no defense. Uh, just as soldiers in battle have a weapon to defend themselves, here in the military, so do we as soldiers in battle on this spiritual battleground. Amen. Amen. So uh, in our, our defense is that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, John 1 and 1 tells us that what in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So if you think about life as a game, we just got the ultimate cheat code, you know? There is no nothing or no one who can defeat God, you know? So we have that ultimate cheat code that we will persevere, we will prevail if we utilize him and take advantage of his promises. But the thing is, now, how do we put on this whole armor of God? Well, it's through prayer. Ephesians uh, 6 and 18 tells us that through prayer, Praying always with all prayer, supplication, and the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So number one, you're going to gird up your waist with the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. Right? So you put on that belt of truth in prayer, declaring that you believe in God. And you believe that he says he, what he's going to do, 
and you believe that he is who he says he is. You, know? you don't waver in your faith when it comes to believing that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Two, you put on that breastplate of righteousness by protecting your heart against anything that could turn your heart away from God. You're going to continue to maintain that good and virtuous morals. You know? Three, the gospel of peace on your feet. You're going to pray for peace even in the midst of your storm, especially in the midst of your storm. Just as soldiers in the military, just like I was telling Polly while she was away at training, the most important thing you can do is take care of your feet. You know, Take care of your feet. So in the spiritual world, you gotta take care of your feet as well. You know, So without peace, you are limited in how far you can go, how much you can withstand before you are going to grow, uh, throw in the towel, you're going to give up, or you're going to give in. So just as here in the physical world, if you don't take care of your feet, it's going to be a limit to how far you're able to walk. It's going to be a limit to how fast you're going to be able to walk. So we must pray for that peace. That surpasses all understanding. Even in the midst of our trials and tribulations, we can have that peace where it seems like we should be losing our mind, but we're not because we have our faith and trust in God. Number four, the shield of faith. You're going to pray that no matter what happens, you still know that God is a just God and he is able to provide. When the enemy says no, just know that Jesus can still say yes. Pray knowing that it doesn't matter what the enemy throws your way. Your faith in God and your awareness of Jesus' power and his authority will thwart or get rid of any attack. Number five, the helmet of salvation. In your obedience to God's word, you are united with Christ through baptism. Right? And now you have a relationship with him where you now have repentance. So you're going to pray that the traits of that old man that was put to death in baptism stays away. You know? That traits of guilt the traits of pride, the traits of shame, of lust, of idolatry. You're going to pray that all of those stay away and you maintain your positive connection with God. And if you find yourself straying away, now you have that avenue of repentance to get yourself back in alignment with God. And number six, you have the actual weapon, the sword of the spirit. You know, uh, you're going to pray that you make time to study God's word, not find time because you can make yourself busy doing anything. But you have to make time. Just as you make time to do anything else, you have to make time to study. Okay? So you pray that you make time and actually make time to study God's word. And you're going to memorize scriptures that, that will help you in your time of need. And not just memorize, but apply the scriptures to your lives. And you're also uh, going to make sure that you uh, just think back on the times where God made a way out of what seemed to be no way. You know, you don't have to look far in your life to think back when you didn't know what you was gonna do to make ends meet, but somehow they were met. You know? Now you know it was no one but God, right? So reminisce on those times. Let that strengthen your faith for the now, and you will be able to persevere. Just know that there is power in prayer. A lot of times, 
we get the, the, the notion of just pray about it like it's, like, it's, like it's nothing, you know. But if you think of prayer like that, like it's nothing, then that's what it's going to be for you, just nothing, you know. But if you actually apply it like you should, prayer changes things. Prayer changes people, you know. So we must combat the spiritual attacks with the spiritual defense and just look at, like I said, just know that there is power in prayer. So we must not be angry when people spitefully use us, people treat us wrong, people do us wrong or do us dirty. Our, our issue is not with that person. It's with the one that's using that person, the enemy. Right? So if, if Satan can't get to us directly, he'll get to those closest to us. You know, just think about the story of Job. You know, initially Satan went up after the things that was closest to him. You know, to try to get to him. And we just know that our faith and trust must be in God each and every day. And I see the time is ticking. So uh, I'm not going to be long, but just taking joy and knowing that we have an intercessor in Jesus Christ. He's the one who can intercede for us on our behalf. And we are not in this spiritual battle alone, even though we may feel like we are. We may feel like we can't talk to anyone. We may feel like we can't lean on anyone's shoulder. But we have someone who can understand if no one else can. You know? And we can go to him in prayer. And as Christians, we are on the winning side. You know? Just trust and believe. We are on the winning side. And if you just read to the end of the story, you will see that. So just trust and believe that you will prevail through Christ. But it's only through Christ. Because if you try to do it on your own, you're going to fail each and every time. Because you're trying to fight these spiritual battles with your physical hands. And it, does, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. So we must combat the spirit with the spirit. We can't combat the spirit with the flesh. And so just as the devil desired to see Simon, Peter, if we're doing what we're supposed to do in Christ, he's going to desire to seek us too so we can be led astray as well. You know, uh, He got one of the disciples, Judas. He didn't even call for Judas no more. You know, he got him already. But now we got Peter who's trying to live right, trying to do the right thing. And he calls for him by name. So just know, you try to do the right thing, he may call for you by name as well. But just know that you got Jesus on your side. Amen. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Right? All right. Right on the money. 15 minutes. All right.